Hey there, welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Today's episode is focusing on one of the most popular topics here on the podcast. You guessed it, social media marketing for hairstylists. Now, I think we can all agree the landscape on Instagram specifically is vastly different than it was five, 10, even three years ago. And that has led to a lot of stress and overwhelm in the beauty industry over how exactly you need to be showing up and using social media to market as a hairstylist. Remember that old adage that your Instagram is like your shop front or your storefront? Well, that has changed a little bit, but don't worry. We will be diving into that on a whole new level today with my incredible guest. Vivian Johns is a former salon owner turned educator and the founder of the Hairdressers Social Club. She is based in Cornwall, UK and has a straightforward, no-nonsense approach to Instagram that you will find refreshing and inspiring. I absolutely loved this conversation and Vivian shares actionable advice as well as a cautionary tale about why you should be careful what you wish for and guard your energy carefully when it comes to Instagram and the ever elusive viral post. After one of Vivian's reels hit over a million views, the results were not quite what she was expecting and we are going to dive into that today. Now, Vivian shared just too much amazing insight to absorb in just one episode, so we actually broke up the interview into two parts, and you will hear part two when we get into Reels and our favorite Instagram features next Monday. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a second. Ready to dive in? All right, let's go. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hi, Viv. Welcome to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, Jody, thank you so much. Do you know, I've wanted to come on your podcast for ages. I've listened to you for so long. And honestly, thank you so much for inviting me. I think this conversation is going to be so good today. We are going to talk all about why viral shouldn't be the goal and how you can use reels in the right way to grow your business. And you are definitely the expert. So I cannot wait to to dive into this with you. But First, would you mind just telling my listeners a little bit about your background and how you got into teaching the hairdressers social club? Yeah, of course. So I am a hairdresser. I've been a hairdresser for 26 years and I had a salon. So I live in Cornwall, which is in a really rural part of the UK. Like you can't get much further away from 
the big cities that like where I live. It's seaside town, very touristy, you know, small town, right? So I had my own salon. I had a salon for 18 years. We were that typical salon who relied on word of mouth to get new clients through the door. We had like a poster in the window saying, we're looking for stylists. You know, we did grassroots marketing, okay? We never used Instagram. We never used Facebook. We didn't have a website. We didn't do any of those things. And I went away on maternity leave and I came back after eight months and I looked around the salon and I thought, why is there no new people here? Like, why are there no new faces in my salon? There's 10 stylists. You'd think that I would go away for eight months and come back and see all these new people. And it just worried me. I just thought, why are we getting no new clients? So I started to really look at the business in a really different way and started to think, you know, if we're not getting new people in, what are we doing wrong? So I looked at, do we have tons of complaints? You know, are we losing people? What What's going on? Like, why, why have we not got new clients coming through the door? And really, the only thing I could see was we weren't using social media. We didn't have a website. We weren't putting ourselves out there at all, right? So we were relying on people to have to walk past our salon to see us or to know somebody who came to our salon. So I threw myself into learning about social media marketing and I learned everything I could possibly learn. I built the website. This is 2018, right? So I'm not talking like 2005. We're talking 2018. So long after Instagram has, you know, people are really doing well on Instagram at this point, And I'm just starting to learn. So I just literally, like I said, went geeked out on the whole thing. And other salon owners started to notice what we were doing. So we went from we went from 17 new guests into the salon every month to 77 really quickly wow. that was in the first six weeks of using Instagram now bearing in mind like I said I am a geek so I worked out how to make this work it wasn't just putting a picture on there and you know totally. hoping people would find it I was really using Instagram oh, in, a, in a in a way that it was putting yeah putting the content in front of people so other salon owners started to see this and they were like what are you doing like how do you do this mm-hmm. and I just would spend time in my DMs or what, you know, over the phone or however, talking to other salon owners and telling them what I did. And then it just kind of grew from there. You know, I'm, I'm a natural educator in the hair industry anyway. Like if, if I know about curly hair, I teach curly hair. If I know about blondes, I teach blondes. It's just the way I am. So it turned from that just being helpful to other salon owners to thinking, hang on a minute, if 10 salon owners want to know this, then maybe we could put those 10 people together and I could teach them, you know, online. Then obviously the lockdowns happened, you know, so we went into a pandemic and that's really when I took what I know and what I had been teaching on a much smaller scale online and turned it into the hairdresser's social club. So that's really how it started. It started only in 2018, when I started to learn it for myself, for my own business, and then started to share it on a much smaller scale with other people. And and here we are today, you know, I have worked with over a 1000 hairdressers and beauty professionals. And 
I just love sharing my like my success on Instagram. I've had so many good things happen to me through Instagram. You know, talking to you here today, this wouldn't happen if it wasn't for Instagram. So true. Yeah, it's so true. I love that. And you know, one of the things that really attracted me to your page is I love how you teach Instagram. I feel like in a lot of ways, we're almost uh, like <laughs> across the pond counterparts in some ways, because we've got a very we so are. approach. <laughs> it's yeah, very real. absolutely. I agree. Yeah. And I just love the way that you teach it. And there's some things that I just think you are the absolute expert in. So I'm so, so excited for my listeners to be able to hear from you. And, you know, we've kind of chatted back and forth for ages and I had no idea that that was how you got started. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I haven't, it's like, it's funny, isn't it? Because it isn't, I haven't been, I wasn't one of those early adopters at all. Like I didn't, I didn't even really start using Instagram until I was 40. Right. You know, like, it's not like I'm young because I'm not. It's not like I'm like one of the hip kids from London because I'm not. Like, I'm a 44-year-old mum who lives in Cornwall, you know, and was a salon owner of like a very ordinary salon. But using Instagram properly got me opportunities. Like, I've worked on The Voice UK. I've worked with Little Mix. Yeah, I know. I got invited to go and work on the session team with Kevin Murphy in Paris. Like, do you know what I mean? And this is all through Instagram. That's It's all through Instagram. Yeah, I know. And I want other people to see that and to understand that, like, it's not exclusive to people who do a certain type of work or look a certain type of way or... Or, or are naturally techie, mm-hmm. because it's not that. It's just, you know, you just need to know how to use Instagram properly and not spend time, you know, not waste time. Because I think a lot of people go down the scroll hole mm-hmm. and reels are so easy to sit in yeah. scrolling and just being there, not really working on your own business and this you know what this is one of the things that I always say is if you are in your news feed and that's where you're spending time you're only helping other people grow so when you spend time in your news feed you are there giving engagement to other people so you're not growing your own business at all so get out of your news feed because you're not the you're that that's not your audience you're the audience when you're in your news feed, right? And so when you're there, you're wasting time. Mm-hmm. That's such an important point too, because I think there's a lot of, you know, I, there's two things I want to pull from what you just said, because I think there's two really important things. One, we hear a lot of people who, especially stylists now, because there's so much, like being a hairdresser now is very different than it was, you know, 15, 20, 26 years ago. There's a lot more expectation. There's a lot more opportunity, but there is a lot more on our plates now. However, when I hear stylists, because one of the number one things is like burnout, overwhelm. I'm super burnt out with Instagram. It's too overwhelming. Like I feel like it's sucking up a lot of my time. And I think that what you just said is, is key to that because it's not the content creation often that's burning people out. It's spending so much time on the app consuming and then falling into comparing yeah. that 
it's yes it's it's a, an association right it's not actually the content creation and being strategic that's that's causing the overwhelm and the burnout it's the constant consumption and feeling like there's something you need to keep up with absolutely right see the thing is if they if there was a strategy and you were creating content mm-hmm. you wouldn't have the overwhelm because you you know that you're there I want people to understand that to use Instagram as their job yes you know and after that like that yes go and scroll look at you know cute cats or whatever it is you want to do for fun but there is an element where you need to treat it like your job firstly absolutely you know and and that's what I teach and that's and I know that's what you teach as well because look we're not going to get away from it no you know, it's not going anywhere. Ignoring it, it's not going to solve the problem because I did that for a long time. I just thought, we don't need that. We, we're we a small town. We rely on word of mouth. Like, you know, Mary's never going to leave our salon. You know, I really just believe that we're the best salon in town. Like, we don't need to do that. We don't need to get involved in social media. But we, we really, really did. Because like... Every single client in your salon is sitting with their colour developing with their phone in their hand. Oh, true. (laughs) You know, like, if you're not there, if you're not there, another stylist will be there. And I had an experience, right? This was partly partly wrapped up in the beginning of the social, knowing I had to start using social media, was one of my favorite clients came in and showed me a picture Mm -hmm. on her phone. Um, And this picture was from my competitor's salon. Okay. Right. So the salon down the road, it was like, it was beautiful. And she said, I want my hair like that. And I looked at her and I thought, I can't believe she showed me that picture. I cannot believe she's brought in like my competitor's picture from, from their salon. I was just like, how rude and you know when you're like in the staff room I was down mixing up in the dispensary telling everybody can you believe that she brought in this picture like how how dare she but then I just thought but there are no pictures from here yeah so I'm not you know how could she she can't get inspiration from my salon and that's only going to be the first Mm -hmm. person who who comes in with a picture from my competitor's salon I just thought this we can't ignore it yeah okay and that was 2018 I can tell you now you definitely can't ignore it in 2022 oh 100% you're correct and one of my friends actually who I had on the podcast a while ago said maybe I didn't need Instagram for the business that I have but I Mm. definitely need Instagram for the business that I want and I think that's the thing oh my god yes and it's like yes because even with the best will in the world, like with the best, and you know, this is probably a little bit less in a small town if you've got, you know, a few less options, but you're going to lose clients. People move, people, yeah. budget changes, you know, things happen. People stop coloring their hair. Like that happens, right? Yeah. So with the best will in the world, you're going to lose clients, even if you get the best service in the entire world. So if you're not kind of bringing continually bringing people in and other people are, that's going to affect you long-term. And my favorite thing about Instagram is that it's not just, you, you don't just have to be like focused on attracting the general public. You can be so Mm. specific. And I know when I first started doing hair, if I would have walked into a salon and said like, 
I'm only doing this service. I'm only working on this. You know, I, I only want to do this type of hair. They would have laughed me out of there, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you were doing those kids cuts, whether you like it or not, because yeah. everybody has to. <laughs> you better have clippers because it doesn't. So, you know, we have like an almost unprecedented ability to create careers that are exactly what we want. And that is something yeah. that I think is worth getting outside your comfort zone and learning a new skill for because like 100 percent yeah 100 percent and then the yeah but and here's the one oh sorry right. go ahead <laughs> there's um the thing about that as well which I always think and people say oh my god it's like a full-time job or it's like another thing that's been loaded onto my plate the way I look at it is it's not another thing that's been loaded onto your plate. It's just a thing that you have to fit into your job now. Like when when we started doing a lot of balayage, we didn't not do balayage during the day in the salon. We didn't take a couple of balayage clients home with us in the evening like that. <laughs> we didn't do that, did we? We didn't go, oh, you just, I'm just going to put a quick face frame in. You develop while I have the kids, you know, do yeah. the tea, have dinner with the kids. You didn't do that, did we? No, we fitted balayage into our day yeah. into our column because it's part of our job yeah. and I feel like if people would start to use Instagram this way and treat it as their job and part of what they do during the day like a stock take or any of the jobs of the salon then they wouldn't feel so overwhelmed I don't want people to have to go home and then spend another three hours on Instagram I want them to learn how to automate their life learn how to set their boundaries around their inbox on Instagram and I want them to understand that if they plan and have a strategy and create content like you can do it in an hour in the salon rather than trying to fit it in around everything at home because I don't want people to spend more time on Instagram I want them to spend the time they have to spend on Instagram you know it doesn't have to be mindlessly scrolling thinking I'm sure I should be posting right now you know it's so true there's yeah and that's it isn't it I think that we're here both talking about Instagram and I know a lot of people listening will think oh no I just can't bear it I can't put any more time I'm already fully booked I'm already this I'm already that but there are certain jobs that you have to do in the salon that you cannot avoid and this is one of them but knowing how to do it properly will enhance your business it will get you more clients it will make you be able to pick and choose or put your prices up or do just the work that you want to do you know so it is possible to spend less time. And I think, Jodie, and I know you would agree with me on this, like the way we use Instagram now in 22 is totally, totally different. Oh my goodness. You know, yes. what I was doing in, in 2018 was I was posting three times a day. Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't have a great deal of strategy, but back then in 2018, there wasn't as much content on the platform or even as many users on the platform. So, Instagram was rewarding quantity, yeah. you know, and but now we're saturated. Yeah. There's a lot of content. There's, you know, you're competing against so much content that you're better off having less, doing yeah. less, but adding more value. So having much more quality content less often. And that's going to do much better for you now than 
three posts of this is Mary's highlights, yeah. you know, every single day. We don't want that. I would much rather people focused on one or two really good pieces of content a week. Yeah. You know, so really, if you think about that, that's so doable if you get it right. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's the thing, right? Is there's so much, and even still now, we see so many different takes on what we should be doing, right? And I wanted to actually circle back. So something that I that you said earlier that I thought was really, really important, and that's that you don't have to be an early adopter, right? And some of these, I that's one of the things that I notice most is that some of these really, really huge accounts that started you know, when Instagram was in its infancy, it wasn't as hard to grow then. So there, it required less strategy to get those super high follower accounts and all of those things. So I think that often I hear stylists are like, oh, I heard this account said to do this. And it's like having an Instagram account does not qualify you to give Instagram advice in, in, in a strategic way. So I think it's very important to look at where your information is coming from. And if people are, you know, growing and building and helping other people in real time, because we've had a lot of, you know, we've had a lot of people recently who are, you know, trying to pick up Instagram advice in all these different areas. And I think that's contributing to the overwhelm as well. I think if you just really focus in on one, two, three educators who are teaching in a way that resounds with you and then actually apply and focus on that quality content, focus on who you actually want to be speaking to and communicating with, that is so much more important than these huge numbers that it seems is what people are looking to attain, right? That's it, it's yeah. often the wrong focus, I think. And I know that we've, we've talked about this before, but the, the obsession with going viral, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you had an experience with this, right? With the, the accidental viral reel. <laughs> oh, I do. So this is it. I completely, completely agree. So you're right. Out there on Instagram right now, there's loads and loads of content creators who are growing really, really fast by giving out Instagram advice. But like, is that advice really right for our industry? You know, yes, I think you should use Reels. 100% I think you should be using Reels. I love Reels, but I really believe that Reels should still relate to you Mm -hmm. and your client base and your niche, you know, your speciality, what makes you you I call it your behind the chair persona and you probably call it something different for you like brand identity or something along those lines but yeah yeah. so when I teach people how to make reels I'm always saying to them yes do the trends 100% do the trends but let's give them your own behind the chair persona so your personal kind of DNA what makes you you and and answer your clients most commonly asked questions. So that's how you're going to take a trend and make it your own. Now, there's an obsession, like you just said, about going viral. Really, like, what does that even mean? You know, going viral, how? But like, is it something that you want? So I had a reel that went viral. So it had 2.2 million plays. 2.2 million seriously right that is just 
can like can you just get your head around 2.2 million people have watched my face pointing at the audio saying save this audio so the thing with that reel right was that I actually made a mistake on it and I was going to delete it but it was right before Christmas and I just got busy and I forgot about it so basically what happened on reels you can adjust the audio so you can have the audio soundtrack and you can bring that right down to zero and then you can bring the camera audio up right but I forgot to do that so I left it the wrong way around and I I was meant to say save this audio for new year but actually the audio was just playing and I looked like I'm just mouthing save this audio for new year so it was a little bit of a confusing reel to look at because there was this mistake in it now firstly I think that partly is what made it go viral and it was Taylor Swift yeah (laughs) (laughs) so so it was timely as well so it was it was on trend it was about you know the new year so it was like save this audio for new year yeah now it didn't relate to my niche because I wasn't saying save this audio for a, a color transformation in the salon right so it was just very random very global and very on trend there was no strategy at all so I'm just going to just put that out there it was literally it took me less than two minutes to make and I made a mistake in it so you know I didn't edit it I didn't put a filter on it it didn't do anything apart from make a mistake and use a Taylor Swift track (laughs) now I started to see the views and plays and everything going up and up and up and up and I started to get all these new followers when I was looking at them and none of them had the word hair in them so I love when I get a new follower that says Jodie Brown hair yes I'm like yes good good Mm -hmm. this is my people this Mm -hmm. is who I'm here this is who I'm here for you know so that's what I love to see but they were just random accounts and I just kept thinking no no I don't want this I was like no 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 you're not my people you know I don't need like why do I want a thousand new followers who aren't in the hair industry hair and beauty industry I don't I don't want them like this isn't for them what I do is not for them so I did I started to think okay well let's just I I I contemplated deleting it if I'm honest when it got to about 200,000 plays I was thinking this is this is this isn't right this isn't right for me Mm -hmm. but I just thought I'm just going to let it go I'm just going to let it go and see what happens with it so I don't think that that viral reel in any way helped my account or has done anything positive Mm -hmm. for my business at all yeah apart from I'm able to talk to you about having a reel that got two million plays okay that's the only positive I can take from it well my account was in deficit numbers so my insights were like in minus figures for like forever afterwards they're still still recovering so I'm not not going to achieve that again well and algorithmically like there's actually a real downside to it because if you've Mm. got a bunch of of people following you who your content doesn't resound with Instagram doesn't know that right like I think that people think that the algorithm is like it's not the algorithm it's a a hundred different algorithms and it's all computerized right so if they see, like, say you're a hairdresser and you're wanting to speak to your clients and then all of a sudden you have a bunch of like random followers because you hopped on a trend and they're not interacting with or resonating with any of the other content, then 
algorithmically, they're going to look at it and think that content's not good because the people who've said yes to following you are not interacting with it. So therefore this cannot be quality content. So therefore we're not going to distribute it to any more of your existing followers. And so exactly. Yeah, it can, it can, there can be a downside. (laughs) And uh, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I've had to do a lot of work mm -hmm. strategically to get out of that because I went into a big deficit on the other side of that viral reel you know where I where I had all of these new followers Mm -hmm. but literally none of them are going to like my content because it's not for them yeah totally you know it's not for them at all and it's not to mention the trolls (laughs) I got loads of trolls like you know once it starts going out there like that it you are putting yourself in for people to talk about your appearance like talk about your appearance as if you don't exist like it was weird it was weird and I did delete a few comment threads that were going on because I just thought no this is not cool I'm not into this you know at first I was like oh this is quite funny look what this person wrote and then I was like wow this is insane like I am a human being on the other side of that reel you know so going viral right it really, if you're a hair salon, like I, I work in the industry like you do, Jodie, yeah. and 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 I and I want more hairdresser followers. Okay, yeah. so that's what I want. That they're, they're my people. I create content for them and only for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a hair salon, your people are going to be even smaller than that. Yeah. Like you know, so when somebody wants to grow, people come to me on on the hairdresser social club and. The first thing they say is, I've only got 500 followers. And I say, great, that's good. That's really, really good. It's great. Like, how many more do you think you need? They're like, oh, I don't know. I'd love to hit like 5,000. And I'm like, why? Yeah. (laughs) Why? You can't do 5,000 clients. Like, what's going to happen when you hit 5,000, do you think? You know, so I'd love people to start seeing their numbers and it. Do you know what? I'd love them to take the follower count away. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> I'd love that gone. Yeah. And I always start to, I try to talk about followers at, as clients instead of followers. Mm-hmm. So on the hairdresser's social club, I don't talk about followers because it's just, I don't talk about how to get more yeah. followers. I don't care about more followers. I only care about more clients. That's yeah. all that matters. And going viral isn't going to get you more clients. Yeah. So if that's your goal and you're measuring yourself against other people who've gone viral Mm -hmm. and you think that you're doing really badly in comparison because you haven't gone viral, like you need to really put this into perspective because you probably are doing really well. You probably are. If you've got 500 followers or a thousand followers, you are doing really well especially if those people love you and love what you do and get involved in conversations on your page and are engaged with everything that you put out there, you are doing better than somebody with 100,000 followers. Yes. You know, because that's what what we're doing it for, right? And that's such an important thing to think about. And like, it all comes back to what your goal is, right? So if you're an educator like you or I, and your goal is to grow, there's nothing inherently bad with wanting to grow your following with the right people. But what you really need to, to focus on is like that a number for the sake of a number, if they're not the right people for you, this applies across the board. It's not going to do you any favors. And as a stylist, like you said, there's so many less 
people that you need in order to have a successful business. So if you are wasting brain power and you're comparing yourself and you're feeling badly about what you're doing because you're not hitting the numbers that someone who is not, who doesn't even have the same goals as you, then you're, you're taking so much of that energy and that time that you could be spending, you know, actually growing your business or God forbid, like doing something you enjoy. Yeah, um, exactly. Comparing yourself. Exactly. exactly. And at the end of the day, what what number are you looking for? So I always say to people, you know, well, why why that number? So why have you picked a thousand or five thousand followers? What who who is it that you want to be like? And they might say, Oh, the salon up the road has five thousand followers. And I'm like, you don't know the backstory. We didn't all start at the same place either you know so there's a really un unfair playing field here it's like uneven playing field it's like some people started right at the beginning yeah some people bought followers yeah. some people might have done training that you haven't done yeah. you know so every there's it's not fair comparison to look at somebody else's account and say you know they've got this why can't i have that and i think For people sure. you know going back to what you said about people taking advice from all of the big content creators on the platform who are all saying, make reels, make reels, make reels. Yes, make reels, but make those reels speak to your clients. You know, and that's what it's all about because people say to me, oh, my reel did really bad. My reel flopped. Honestly, if I hear one person saying a reel has flopped and then I look at it and I think, yeah, but you've got 300 plays. You know, that's 300 people have seen that reel. That's not a flop. Mm -hmm. You know, so you are going to get much better reach out of reels than than other content types Mm -hmm. at the moment. And and there's no denying that. But as long as your reel, as long as everything that goes onto your page still has value for your clients, that's never a flop. It's never a flop. Exactly. And I think that it's so important to have strategies. So it's interesting because people are always surprised when I say this. Reels for me on my account are the worst performing type of content. And I think the reason for that, and you know, depending on the different, I still make them like depending on, because for me, it's not all about, like, I've been very open on this podcast that I frequently post content that I know is not going to quote unquote go viral because I think it's very, very important. Like I've talked about this actually recently that a lot of the Instagram concentration is on just getting new people, new followers, new eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really ignoring two thirds of what your strategy needs to be, which is nurturing your existing people and then converting them yeah. into clients, which is something that I know that yeah. like, I love that you talk about this. So it's yeah. interesting because you know, I think that they're so, it's so dependent on your account. And the great thing about video content is it builds connection with your audience. So even if you're posting reels and they're not doing quote unquote, like well, or viral, you're still building trust, right? With your existing clients. If you're doing it the right way, if you're doing it the right way, I think that's the key. Yeah, exactly. I always say with reels, like, you know, it, Instagram is this place, right? That All right, we have reached the end of part one. Stay tuned for next week and make sure you're subscribed to the Hairstylist Rising podcast because 
bright and early next Monday, we are going to be dropping part two. And trust me when I say it gets really, really good. I will see you back here, same time, same place next week. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.